following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It's another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, if you're a high school sports fan, we'll spend some time inside this hour with Mark Ewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We have week two of the football playoffs. You have volleyball districts. You have boys soccer winding down, championships, practices starting for winter sports. I will get to a ton. If you do have a high school question in regards to any Michigan school, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that huge text chain, text the word HUGE to 21,000. All of our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, who now call Van Andel Arena home in downtown GR in their first home game. The van will be on Thursday night, November 10th. Get your tickets at the usual Ticketmaster outlets. And also follow the gold on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Let's welcome in Mark Ewell. Always good to have him in studio, making the trip to the 96-1 The Game Studios. His helicopter, the MHSAA chopper, I see landed on the helipad just across the street, always traveling in style, my friend. <laughs> the chopper, yeah. It, uh, I, I could have used that when I hit the construction uh, near the Lowell exit coming oh, over. Oh, so. you know, I do want to salute because you're down in Lansing. I want to salute five million and twenty-seven construction jobs going on at the same time in Michigan. I'm, I'm not going to fault the workers. I'll never get on them what they do, but who's ever planning it uh, has some obsessive disorder. Because everywhere I go, it's, you know, I'm on Plainfield Avenue in Grand Rapids. The traffic's backed up for three miles. Yeah, I didn't realize when an orange barrel was part of the Pure Michigan campaign. That's around the election, fixing those darn roads. You know how it works, Mark. You're down there in Lansing. Politics are a part of everything in Michigan and across America. What's been pretty cool, though, about this fall season for Michigan high schools is there hasn't been the drama. It's been kind of pure... Michigan high school sports. It's been awesome. Uh, you know, no conversations with, uh, you know, state health departments or the governor's office. It, it literally has been as normal as anything has felt uh, really going back to March of, of 2020. The whole focus has been on what's been going on on the field, on the courts, in the pool. Um, you know, every conversation I've had about a mask has been about a face mask issue in a football game, which has been um, incredibly great. You know, we're not talking about social distancing. And I think the, the biggest thing that I've seen as I've traveled the state this fall is, yeah, our games are going on and our games feel normal. But all of those other groups and, and we see this mostly in football, but there's so many other school groups that are connected to Friday nights in our state. Um, you know, during the pandemic and, and even during the fall of um, 21, 
things were still kind of muted. You know, you didn't see marching bands. You didn't see full cheerleaders. You you didn't see folks, uh, you know, really coming back out in droves uh, and, and filling the stands. And it has been full speed ahead, not just with, you know, football and what you see on the field while the clock's running, but all of those other groups and homecomings and, and just uh, people are back together again. And, and uh, it's just felt really, really good this fall. You know, I've ran into some of the kids from the class of 2020 or classes 2021 and you kind of feel for them on what they had to deal with at the end of their high school careers you know how the pandemic affected the end and and you can't change that i know you and i have always talked that man if there was a way uh to honor them that those schools uh, all on an anniversary should bring those kids back uh, those boys and girls who now would be young men and young women because what they missed out on uh, together as a group at big and small, big city, small city, farm community, bedroom community, uh, what those kids missed because of the pandemic, it still touches my heart. It does. And, and that's the group of kids, Bill. I I really feel like our staff and our board and, and frankly, our schools, we got incredibly creative in the summer of 2020 uh, during that following school year during 2021. We awarded every state championship. Um, it looked different. It looked weird, but we somehow got everybody to the finish line. But, you know, looking back, it's those basketball kids that were seniors in the class of 20, the the boys swimmers, um, our ice hockey kids, and then, of course, anyone who played a spring sport. You, you can't go back and give them another chance. And uh, that is really the, the, the kids who graduated high school in, in the spring of 2020 uh, forever. Um, really hold a special place uh, in our building, that's for sure. Yeah, I would like the schools somehow, like when you have a trophy case, that when those sports that were canceled, uh, that that end of 2020, that those teams are remembered. I I don't care if they were winless or whatever, that they're remembered. Or they weren't going to have a good year or they were in the middle of a, a season. Somehow... Find a, a roll call. I think that would be a great touch inside those trophy cases you see at a lot of high schools. It, it is, and and I, you know, and in talking to a lot of kids and parents that that had seniors that year, I, I think in life people need closure. Um, whether it, it's winning a state championship, whether it's getting beat in the first game of the district, good season, great season, so-so season, or poor season, um, those are all kind of chapters in life. And, uh, you know, for seniors to kind of turn that last page and to write that last chapter before they move on to either college or work, you, you need that closure. And, and your athletic career should end on the field. Um, and in those kids... Uh, you know, March, April, May, and June of, of 2020, never got that chance. And it's just that feeling of never really getting closure, I think. Uh, it's the thing that's really stuck with me and our staff. And uh, it, frankly, it motivates us that whatever next hurdle jumps up in front of us, uh, that's why we got to be creative and find a way um, because our kids only get this chance once. Mark, I don't think there's anything, you know, knock on wood, that we'll ever deal with com- Compared to what the pandemic brought to our schools, uh, to the elementary, middle schools, the high schools. And that lost group wasn't the high school athletes. It was that fourth, fifth, sixth grader that was wrapping up elementary school and they didn't get that natural transition to a middle school. Or that eighth, seventh, eighth grader, the transition to a high school and they had to go virtual and the sports weren't there. 
And then because the middle school, they were just trying to get the high school sports through, right, at most places. And I watched that with my youngest, that uh, I feel what brought him back was playing high school soccer. What really brought him back from just a place where you had two and a half years of you had to wear a mask to play club soccer. He didn't want to do that. He left club soccer. You had school. You had everything. And then with the meaning of high school sports resonates more with my youngest son than any of my kids. Just I, I, It was a complete flip mentally, emotionally, confidence. And, it, and it's so cool to see. That's the importance here. It's not wins and losses. It's not he's great or he's on his way to MLS Academy. But being around the guys, seniors high-fiving them after a goal, seeing the seniors in the hallway or they drop them off after practice, just how it fuels what your high school days are all about. It does. And interesting you brought up those middle school years because um, at least in my own experience and in lots of people I talk to, you look back and, and what was the hardest phase of life? And a lot of people that those middle school years can be hard. It's that figuring out who you are and what you want to be and, and kind of finding your voice and in your people and your lane. And I could not have in as hard as those years were in, in a normal time. I can't imagine trying to navigate, you know, that that going from being 11 and 12 to 13, 14, 15, and having to do it without friends around doing it through a, a Zoom screen. Um, no teacher. It. Just complete. no social interaction. Oh, I, and, and video games took over. They did. The kids in there, you know, playing their Fortnite with fifteen other kids, right in their rooms or groups. And that's why we keep looking at, uh, you know, what can we continue to do in the mental health space? Because you know, there's going to be lots of dominoes that are going to fall to where that was a huge developmental time that some of our kids just completely missed out on, and. You know, what resources can we give our schools to where they can identify? And we're doing more and more with all of our preseason coaches meetings. Yeah, we talked about concussions for a long time, you know, signs and symptoms of concussion and what do you do? Well, now part of our training and our partnership is uh, right here in Grand Rapids with the Be Nice folks through the West Michigan Mental Health Foundation. Um, there's a segment in all of our preseason coaches meetings about signs and symptoms of mental health issues. That if you see one of the kids on your team, what, what are some of those signs and symptoms and if you see those what can you do is it you know referring them to your counseling office is it um what can you do within your team culture and and that's something that has been a big outgrowth from that two and a half years of of kids just living in a really strange world so that's what you always try and do is you try and look down and around the corner of what's next and you know continuing to support our kids who live through that uh is still something that's very much front and center Mark, uh, what I really respect about you from day one of our partnership on air and our friendship off air is that you have always put kids first, whether it was your own children, uh, whether it was every single kid in high schools across the state, that your mindset as executive director of the MHSAA is to put the kids first, you know, within boundaries, within rules, because I the concussion era, my, my son missed a game, but the, the protocol, I had no issues with it. Sure. It, it was it was fair. It was medically supervised. The trainers are the unsung heroes at some of these high schools. I mean, I, I how every high school doesn't have a full time athletic trainer in that school with the emphasis on sports today. And I agree, almost 
athletic department should have. Schools should hire a mental health professional who works with kids who are going through tough times, whether it's confidence and just have uh, emotional home issues, uh, peer group issues. You know, we need to focus on that. And I agree. And I didn't know you're working on a mental health program with the Grand Rapids Base Group. That's fantastic, Mark. Yeah, the Be Nice program has is, is really been something good. We've gotten great feedback from our coaches and ADs, and uh, it needs to be on everybody's radar that, you know, when – Back in the old days, you saw one of, uh, you know, a kid struggling. You got to well, be tough. Suck, get it, being, right, suck it up, you right, know. It, yeah. It's just, you know, part of growing up. And, um, again, knowing what some of those indicators are and, and then what the next steps are to really intervene and get, get that young person some help. Um, that's really one of the good things that's come out of COVID is, is I think the, the whole mental health uh, issue is on the front burner of the stove uh, rather than just being tucked somewhere uh, off in the kitchen. And we're all learning. You know, the, the pandemic taught us a lot about ourselves, about our kids, and you in charge of the Michigan High School Athletic Association with your team, with your executive council, with your member schools. I think it's been a learning process for us all. And away from that, we learn every day as parents and that connection to sports. And I will say that I have this year noticed parents in a better place at games for the most part. You get the occasional nut jobs. But I, I believe it's based on the fact they knew what was gone when they didn't have it during the pandemic and how much they appreciate no mask, no cards being shown, none of this on the bus, at the school, uh, walking in. Uh, they appreciate watching their kids play high school sports more than ever. They do, and, and they appreciate it just being normal, and that's what Amen. this fall has been all about, and that's been the best part of it. Yeah, and, and the best thing you guys learn from, and I know some complain, but I do like the e-ticket thing. makes it easier to get into a game. I know some of the old school people still want cash, but I do like the e-ticket. Uh, the pandemic did bring us everybody in when you got that season that was delayed and finally ended in January. Uh, with your son's team winning the state title, which I believe is just, you want karma, fate, destiny. I know we talked about that at DeWitt. Uh, but, you know, and everyone in the playoffs, I know that's still out there, and I debate it with dads all the time. And I really go off of what you said last summer that, okay, do you want the first-round playoff game to be a 9-0 and powerhouse team taking on a winless team that barely can bring 17 guys on a bus? No, we don't want that. Then someone said, well, why not seed then? Why not seed by four regions? I thought this was a pretty good idea. And I want you to hold this thought, and we'll talk about it in our next segment. Why not seed high school football by four regions, top to bottom? But you're still going to get that dog game in the beginning. Potentially, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, potentially. I know I'm not saying that every high school team is bad. I know that's Bill Simonson speaking, not Mark Ewell. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get into it because high school football playoffs, week number two, uh, this weekend, Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association in studio. If you have a high school comment, add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is HUGE. Rock and country music's hardest hitters join forces. Yeah. Five Finger Death Punch. Brantley Gilbert. With special guest Corey Marks. November 9th, Van Andel Arena. I'm a son of the dirty south. 
On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Five Finger Death Punch's new album, Afterlife, out now. Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert, live. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Get more for your money every time you shop Meyer. Start shopping for the season's best holiday toy deals. Like buy one, get one 50% off when you mix or match select toys from Barbie, Nerf, Hot Wheels, Disney Princess, Coco Melon, and more. And pick up a meal that helps you feel warm and cozy with buy one, get one 50% off beef, lamb, or pork roasts. Whether it's gifts, roasts, or fresh produce, you get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So the Pistons and the NBA season is underway, and right now everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. So they're providing the biggest payouts ever. So the huge question of the day is, why bet on the NBA anywhere else except on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, as I mentioned, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, who will score the most from the Pistons, and other incredible ways for you to cash out. And like I said, with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can sign up with promo code HUGE and then place a stepped-up same-game parlay to boost your winnings up to 100%. This is only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only, one boost per eligible game, opt-in required, 10-plus legs required for 100% boost. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan on an MHSAA Wednesday. You can follow everything Michigan high school sports at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and also watch live and archived, 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 archived boys and girls high school sports at MHSAA.tv. Mark Ewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association uh, in studio with us. So to end the last segment, we were talking about what do you do with high school football playoffs to keep like three highly ranked teams in the same division in the same district? Is there any thought to the seeding process 
uh, with high school football with you and your team? So the the challenges we put together the playoff groups is in, in every sport it's based first on geography. That that's really where it starts and ends. And you're talking districts, right? And we are. And, and so it's hard to take if you've got a, a part of the state where you've got you know three of the top teams who geographically are, are right there on top of each other. It's hard to send them in three different places. I mean that. And by the way, this isn't unique to Michigan high school sports either. You know, some would make the argument that the you know five of the top ten football teams in the country are in the SEC. Um, but the the playoff at the end of the year isn't going to be only of those teams from the SEC. That there is in, in that case some conference and geography involved, and we're really no different. Um, the thing that is getting some conversation within our football community is this is now really the second year in earnest that we're using the strength of schedule formula. So teams now get a little bit of a boost when you go out and schedule um, tougher opponents. Uh, You now get a boost. There's now such a thing as a good loss, which was never the case back in the uh, six wins and you're in formula. So I realize there's some heartburn when you know you've got a team that does win six games and they don't get in, but you've got a four or five team uh, win team that does get or in. Or a three win team this year, a couple of them. A couple of them, but those are ones that are, are playing in incredibly tough leagues, are going out and playing incredibly tough non-conference opponents. And I think when uh, you know our board meets in December and when our football committee meets at about that same time, we got to look at the data and we have to say, okay, do we want to have a postseason system where teams have to qualify to get into the playoffs? Um, our football coaches uh, consistently have said, you know what, we want to be able to qualify to get in because I think there are some real concerns that the, the if everybody was in the first week of the playoffs, you would have um, incredibly lopsided games and I'm not sure that that's best for any community, whether it's a community where a team has had kind of a down year or, or those uh, communities. You know, if, if you've got a really good team, first round of the playoffs, I'm not sure you get a whole lot out of winning 65 to nothing um, by playing an 0 8 team. So those are all things I think we need to get some more feedback on. Um, we're also looking really closely at what we can do to help support our small school. 11 player programs, those schools that play in divisions really seven and eight, they're having some real challenges right now with scheduling because a lot of the smaller schools in their leagues and conferences have gone the eight player route. So our division seven and eight teams and 11 player having a hard time finding regular season opponents. And so one thing we've even floated out there is right now to to play in our eight player tournament, your high school has to be 215 students or less to qualify. So eight player was intended to be for our very smallest schools to be able to keep football going. And so the the concept has been floated out there. Well, what if we made division eight and 11 player only for schools that are say 250 students or less? That way you you know that you're never going to have to compete in the tournament as a D8 school against anyone who is bigger than 250. And does that even get some of our eight player schools to say, well, you know, the reason we win eight players, we didn't think we could compete. But if you give us a cap on Division Eight, then maybe um, that makes that more likely. So there's an awful lot of moving parts, Bill, both, uh, you know, with our, our big schools and just what does the tournament look like, but an awful lot of uh, challenges right now with our smallest schools 
eight player, eleven player, and in, in what does uh, Division seven and eight? So a uh, lot more conversation to come. That's for sure. It's not just the small schools. Some bigger schools are having trouble fielding teams, and they'll suspend the rest of their season. Uh, you you see that more. And I think it depends uh, school district by school district. If the culture there is for other sports, football could take a hit, right? It really could. And and I've you know I've been in this business of uh, high school sports for twenty six years. And if there's one thing that's been proven over and over and over again, quality programs start with quality coaches. If you have a quality coach in your program numbers in getting kids out and having the right culture will never be a problem. And I don't care if you're at Dakota High School in Macomb County with your 3,000 students, or I don't care if it's fill in the blank um, with your 180 students. Uh, it all starts and ends with quality coaching in place. And, and that's why we, you know, all first time head varsity coaches have to take our coaches advancement program, because we believe that getting new coaches, some education and kind of giving them the foundation and in the footing to get off on the right foot um, is incredibly critical to making sure that kids have a quality experience. And, uh, you know, with fewer folks going into education right now, the ranks, you know, you ask schools, Bill, right now, what's the biggest challenge? Um, if I would have asked this for most of my 26 career, uh, six career, 26 years, easy for me to say, 26 year career in education to schools, almost always the, the biggest issue would have been money. Asked that question 10 years ago. What's your biggest challenge in your school? Well, it's finding enough money to do the things that we want to do. You mean field a team, uh, have the facilities, all, all that, sorts right? of stuff. It always, and everything was a millage election, it right? It all came down to dollars and cents. And you ask superintendents or administrators today, what's the biggest challenge you have in, the, in your district? And it's like, we can't find people. We can't find people to referee. We can't find people to coach. We especially can't find people right now to substitute teach, to, to drive bus. And so we've really Is that got pandemic related or just uh, where sports are at today at the high school level. I think that's still an, an impact from the pandemic that uh, we just haven't seen people come back to the workforce, especially in education. And, uh, you know, it, for us right now, it's all about people. It, it's training and teaching our people, whether it's coaches or officials, it's recruiting more, it's keeping more. And uh, but I'm telling you, when you talk about programs that are successful and programs that struggle if the the well mark what's the what's the magic bullet out there it's simple it's quality of coaching and uh that's something we can't forget about either it's quality of coaching and it's how the culture is developed and the foundation is set in a small town big city big school small school you know i've watched it with joe schwander at grand rapids forest hills eastern and i've watched their numbers increase and with a culture becomes numbers, then their success, and and it really just snowballs into a solid program. But you have to get to those young kids. That's why I've always looked at the Michigan High School Athletic Association market. I don't, I don't know if I've ever asked you this question. Has there ever been any thought of taking the middle schools under your umbrella to help build the foundation for high school sports? So we actually have roughly half of the junior highs and middle schools in our state that are members of our association. Um, oh, I did not know that. It's only about half. And the reason you don't hear much about our, our junior high or middle school efforts is there really isn't the draw that we have at the high school level. The reason all of our, almost all high schools in our state are members of us is because of 
the state tournament, the the playoffs, the tournament when it comes to the high school level. Well, at the junior high level, there is no postseason tournament. So the reason that a lot of our middle schools do join us is the fact that we have over a million dollars in insurance coverage for each eligible athlete free of charge to our school. So that's a a big pull. Um, All of our junior high seasons are short. What we want to do is at the junior high level is get kids a chance to get exposed to different sports. So the junior high season, it's a four-season model. It's a short fall season. You've got an early winter. You've got a late winter. And then your spring season. And, and you hope you get kids that give wrestling a try. Or you you have kids that, well, I'll give track, or, track and field in the spring a try. Or it may even be a case to where I'm playing football, which isn't affiliated with my school. And you know what? I'm also going to run cross country. So the, the whole point of our junior high efforts are to just get kids exposed to the different programs. There is some talk, though, about, well, do we need to formalize more of what we're doing to our junior highs? Do we, maybe it's not a a full state tournament at the junior high level, but do you have regional or area meets to where you've now got your regular season and now it kind of builds towards something? And because it's through the school, it's less costly than the club and travel. Does that now become the carrot to bring more kids, more families in? that's affordable and accessible. And um, again, we had this conversation going pre-pandemic. COVID stopped it in its tracks. And that's one of the many things here that uh, that we're kind of starting over with uh, here after COVID. I think it would be tough to have a state championship, but I, I believe a city championship or a region championship and to have a small playoff, have a point system, however you do it, how a team gets in, to have a playoff at the end where there is a carrot, where it's four teams, it's eight teams, whatever it is, where those middle schools uh, could win boys, girls, basketball, volleyball, track and field, basically football, those four seem to be uh, the big middle school sports. And to have that would really, I think, be a culture-building finish for all those sports. Yeah, and we've actually, we so we've piloted it, um, in two sports, uh, cross country and track and field. So we started with two individually based sports, and we did and how'd you do the championships there? So they're just they were regional meets, so they were kind of all comer meets, but based on the number of schools that wanted to join, um, you know, like in track and field, you'd set a certain number of entries in each event, um, you know, so it wasn't like seventy two heats of the fifty or, or the hundred, um, and then obviously with yeah, we're going heat seventy two now from. Grand Rapids Union. But the great thing about cross country is you just get a big enough venue and your starting line can be as big as it is and you shoot the gun and away you go. Um, so that those are two individual sports where we're seeing what kind of reaction we get. Is this something our school say, hey. How, this, how was the reaction? It's been incredibly positive. That's what I'm, I, I'm, I'm feeling it, Mark, uh, through kids who have gone through middle school now, all in high school. And you can't do the full-blown state championship for those sports. But I believe a, a region championship where you do it by class size, right? And there'd be maybe four teams get in, and you would come up with a, a point system like you do or however you do yep. it. And some teams are going to be left out, but uh, there's four teams from each class in that area or region and maybe four regions of the state where they maybe get to travel. And, you know, parent in the seventh grade, they're used to traveling with other club sports and it's cost effective. You have fields. You play your games on the Mondays and Tuesdays, Wednesdays, where a lot of middle schools play, anyways. And I think it would really set up 
programs. Because then that kid is going to go play in seventh and eighth grade, boy or girl, and basketball, girls basketball, boys basketball, football, cross-country track and field. And I, I bet the retention odds have to be well over 50, 60, 70 percent that they're going to do it in high school and keep it going. It is. And, and the other thing that's really appealing to be more involved at the junior high level is you also get those parents earlier. Because a lot of times our first interfacing with parents is when their kids are freshmen. And if they've been doing the club travel, which is kind of the wild, wild west culture, um, I, I'm, I'm not, I think you might be a little bit late into kind of getting them to, you know, kind of be drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit about what our purpose is and the way that we act around here. And yeah. uh, so that's appealing for us as well. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think the, the seventh grade experience that the parent is there at the stadium, the gym, uh, the track and field meet, the cross country uh, location, I think it just sets up. It's a I'm not going to use the professional side of this because it's about the student athlete, Mark, but it really is a true feeder program to the MHSAA 9 through 12 sports. It is. And in, in that, uh, I think you can get a sponsor on it. You could have the regional championships. It could be a Meyer, it could be a you know Coke, Pepsi, somebody like that you work with. And, and you just to have a seventh, eighth grade, uh, championship where the kids know there's something to work for like they do at every Michigan high school and any other sport you bet and that's the reason we've started with cross country and track is those are two sports where there's not a, a big club presence in those two sports not like kids are going out and playing AAU uh, cross country uh, yeah there's a little bit of track in a few parts of our state but those are, are two sports where really the first place you can participate is through your school or junior high and the thing is, if we do have more and more of these regional meets and more sports, then maybe that pulls more junior highs under the tent. And that's what we're hoping. For. And I like the not lining up against club sports, but offering an alternative. Yeah. And eventually, I think you could see middle school baseball. Uh, other sports would add on just like they've grown uh, at the high school level. It's interesting connecting uh, the middle schools and junior highs uh, to Michigan High School Athletic Association. And I did not know that some schools are already members. Mark Hugh, executive director of the MHSAA in studio. You have a high school question at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interactions presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They now call Van Andel Arena in downtown GR home. Their first game at the Van Thursday night, November 10th. Be a part of history. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com, the Van Andel Arena box office, and the usual Ticketmaster outlets. We'll have more with Mark Ewell talking high school sports on this MHSA Wednesday after this network TO. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn $50 bonuses when you sign up through the BetMGM Refer a Friend program. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Just sign in in your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with 
with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credits expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener in GR will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We're back with Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association on this MHSAA Wednesday. Remember, you can follow everything Michigan High School Sports at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and watch live and archived boys and girls sports on demand at MHSAA.tv. Has the ability to watch live sports hurt the gate? At any high schools, do you think? I don't think so. It, it uh, never seen any data that shows that if you stream or make your game available, that it's going to keep people away. Um, you look at a lot of the metrics through the network broadcast that most people that are signing up and watching the game, it, they're not within 50 miles of the game. Site. It's family out it of is. town, right? It's aunts and uncles and grandpas and grandmas and, you know, uh, parents who are traveling with work and, and aren't in town. Um, we found that uh, being able to stream, and by the way, that that's something, that toothpaste is never going back in the tube. Um, streaming is here to stay. You, you know, we look back at COVID and it's really easy to list off the thousand things about it that you'd never want to live through again but there are a handful of of good byproducts that came out of it now with streaming really becoming quite an accepted part of of what we do um in the high school sports space uh i hope that the technology only gets better and it just becomes easier for folks uh, to be able to access games uh when you're on the move yeah the e-tickets which the majority like some of that are old school still want the cash exchange 
at the ticket window, uh, the streaming, which I still look back uh, when I did Forest Hills Eastern with Bobby Mitchell, the former Grand Valley State standout, the brother of Pete Mitchell, who played with uh, the Jags in Boston College, when the fans couldn't come to the games. That three- or four-game period uh, still will stick with me for the rest of my life. The empty stadiums and the excitement we had to just and it was a good team that ended up going to the quarterfinals. You bet. Uh, but knowing you were bringing something to these people where they were missing so much, kids, band members, you know, I think they were allowed at the first couple of games, what, four tickets for each parent or uh, personnel, right? It was It was. We were limited. All the limits, and it seemed like the limits were changing all the time, and yeah, the uh, <laughs> as I look back at that, then wow. I, I thought the ultimate uh, poke in the eye was the more. So we we get things restarted in January. Yes, we're at Ford Field for the uh, Friday Saturday finals. End of January two thousand two thousand twenty one. Twenty one so yes. was after yeah. the, the fall of twenty season. And uh, we're there at Ford Field, and that was the morning that uh, the new order got amended that basically doubled the capacity that we could have had at Ford Field. So all the tickets had been sold and working with schools under the current order, and they waited until the morning of our finals at Ford Field to do that. Um, I do still have some scrapes and scars from COVID, and uh, um, that is certainly one of those. But we no, we, we we figured out a way, and that yeah, was did. the bottom line. And uh, yeah, for that next challenge that jumps out in front of us, uh, we're going to keep finding ways. You were in that bunker with your team and all your member schools, and it was an act of leadership that was unmatched during the pandemic on any level in this country, Mark. What you did, what your team did, uh, what those ADs did and those coaches and those student-athletes uh, to see that football season end at the end of January. And for you, I still get goosebumps, man. I was watching it on TV. For you to be there watching your son's school and your son win a state title, man, after I'm, I'm get choked every time I talk about this because I, I was in those conversations with you for a long time. And I know how it wore on you. It wore on me. You know, people are like, why are you talking about COVID at sports? And I'm thinking, there's no sports going on. You ain't kidding. You know, what, what do you want me to talk about? And, 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 and you fought. You fought for the kids. You know, what, what's missing uh, from that pandemic era was people fighting for the kids. I know parents were. But you fought for those kids. You fought to finish those seasons. And, man, I'm in Cadillac. No, excuse me. They had to move the game to Traverse City. Because Cadillac's field was frozen, which happens up there yep. uh, in northern Michigan. And and we were, we're in Traverse City, the quarterfinal game against Cadillac. Great Viking program for our listeners on 93.7 FM, the ticket. And and limits in the press box now. Yep. So the, the AD, uh, not AD, the superintendent's involved. And at that time, I got the patience of, I, I, I'm not going to use a word, and only one of us could do the game. So Bobby Mitchell couldn't do the game. Only one of us could be in the press box. Unbelievable. And it was end of January, and I'm all about sacrifices for the kids, but I wasn't standing outside. <laughs> and uh, it was just uh, it, it was a tough ending because FHE led and, and Cadillac went on and I think shocked Edwardsburg and made it to they did. At, at Ford Field Week. They did? Yeah, and... 
just uh, great memories. I, I knew when the season ended and they had their banquet and they had to do it virtually, right? And Allie Doyle was running the Four Souls Easter Boosters and Coach Swander asked me to pull up because they had to hand out the awards and the things and the bags to the kids. They had to do it with cars pulling up. Like Unbelievable. It, because of the pandemic, right? right? And she gave me a bag and every single player on that football team, along with some of the parents, wrote a thank you note. Very cool. To me and and Bobby Mitchell got a bag for what we did. Oh, God. I I still, uh, there's a lot of emotions there as a father, as a sports fan, and also working with you and the Michigan High School Athletic Association. And yeah, we're not we're not reliving the past, but it's just part of the present, and we learned a lot moving forward. Uh, we do have uh, another segment together, uh, a couple of them, so stick around. Mark Hewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us again. You can follow uh, all the fall sports playoffs and get set for winter. Uh, MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and that on-demand, archived, and live boys and girls high school sports is available 24-7 at MHSAA.com. That's MHSAA.com. Also, if you miss any of our interviews, podcasts, full shows, they're available and they're free. Wherever you download podcasts, just search The Huge Show and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.